You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked into the virtual matrix. Please stand by. Video gaming. Chief Asquith for sorry sons of bitches. And movie and entertainment. Beer drinker. Among beer drinkers. And here is your host. All I'm offering is the truth. Nothing. JJ. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. I uh, want to start off by saying sorry for the uh, delayed show intro. I am, uh, honest to God, still having some serious uh, computer problems as we speak right now. As really, the only window I have open on any computer is my wife's laptop sitting over to the side of me where uh, I am logged in as Boom Boom in the chat. So we're just going to have to make do with that tonight. That is me. I am unable to log in to Sunday Night Showdown on my PC. Why? I don't know, but it wouldn't be uh, a radio show here on the SNS Radio Network if we didn't have some sort of technical difficulty on a weekly basis. So uh, I don't really know what to say other than that. But uh, you know, with that said, thanks, everybody, for tuning in tonight. It's good to see uh, a packed chat. It's good to see some uh, familiar faces. Uh, I would love to know what you guys thought about SmackDown tonight. We'll get into that here momentarily. Uh, I'm just getting a message from <laughs> from Crelly. Apparently, he's broken a couple of headsets, and he is apparently on his, uh, his iPod tonight. So we're going to see how the quality of that call is going to come through on the broadcast tonight. So... Um, I guess before we actually break into the whole SmackDown recap thing, I want to put this out there because I would like to get your feedback on a couple of things. Uh, the first one being that there may not be an unplugged next week. And it's not that I'm just stopping the show, that I'm, I'm ready to quit. It's nothing that dramatic. But next week, next Friday, if you will, is November 26th. It's my birthday, and I'll be real honest. I don't want to do anything. I don't know that I want to do a show on my birthday. 
Uh, my wife's not going to be in town. My kids are going to be gone doing other things. Now, I, Trey and I were discussing this. Maybe we can work something out where someone else comes in and hosts the show next week if we decide to do that. But as far as I'm concerned, I am probably going to take a break next week. And, uh, you know, with WNL on Monday, we've got Taboo Turkey Day that we're, that Trey and I are going to be taping this week, probably on Wednesday, I believe. So that's going to be available to you guys. So that's a little extra added content. Uh, again, I don't know, but I would like to hear feedback from you guys on what you would possibly like. I mean, maybe I'll do the show, but at this point, I'm kind of thinking, you know what? It's my birthday. I want to kind of, you know, chillax a little bit, have a good time. And not be stressed with doing a radio show. But that's just my feelings on the matter. Basically, start running things down on what happened tonight on the go-home edition of SmackDown as the Survivor Series, if you didn't know, is Sunday. My, how the time goes by ever so quickly. course we start things off with smackdown tonight uh with basically alberto del rio uh, basically talks about his match at survivor series this weekend against team mysterio now i don't know how you guys feel about survivor series but to me that has always been one of my favorite shows throughout the years you know, I'm a, I'm a child of the 80s. I miss the old school Survivor Series. When it first started out, you had, you know, teams of five thriving to survive. That was the catchphrase, right? And you had some very unique names for these particular uh, matchups. You know, I, I can remember in years past, you know, uh, the Rude Brood, you know, the Perfect Team, the Warriors. Uh, there's just so many different things that they've they've done in the past. With you know the different factions, usually Survivor Series was good because you had uh, just a crap load of tag teams put together under a stable, taking on you know their competitor tag teams. And to me, that was always fun. I remember one year they had uh, the the four by fours with Jim Duggan, which I thought was great. You know, and you had uh, the King's Men with with the Macho King. But I'm getting ahead of myself. What I'm trying to say is this: as far as that is concerned. We have one Survivor Series classic match. We have a five-on-five, basically from the SmackDown brand only, as we've got Team Mysterio taking on Team Del Rio. Now, on Rey Mysterio's team, you've got the largest athlete in the world, the Big Show. You've got Rey Mysterio. You've got Chris Masters. You've got MVP. Then Then on Del Rio's team, you've got, obviously, Team Captain Alberto Del Rio, You've got Cody Rhodes. You've got Drew McIntyre. 
You've got um, Tyler Rex. We've had this feud between Del Rio and you know Rey Mysterio since the moment since the moment Alberto Del Rio debuted on the SmackDown brand. That Team Del Rio would go over now. See, and I hate even calling them Team Del Rio and Team Mysterio. So I tell you what, I'm on a nostalgia kick. And since last week on Monday night they had this big. Uh, retro week in the WWE. I'm going to assign these teams' names. That's what I'm going to do right here on Unplugged. Because to me, it just makes more sense. So for Mysterio, it'll be Mysterio's Maniacs versus Del Rio's Diablos. I just, that, that, just, that has a, a certain ring to it, don't you think? The Diablos versus the Maniacs. So there you go, WWE. I did your job for you. Kudos to me. Overall, I thought, was a, I thought this was a pretty good go-home show for Survivor Series. I don't have any complaints. Um, we had a match with Chris Masters tonight. And again, I'm very high on Chris Masters. But he has basically turned into the jobber to the stars. As he basically took on Chris Masters... Excuse me, he took on Jack Swagger. Chris Masters took on Jack Swagger. Wow, I'm losing it tonight. <sighs> I thought that Masters looked good, and then, of course, he taps out to the ankle lock. And the, the color commentators, Stryker and Cole especially, were putting over the fact that Masters is a guy who is ready for a big push. He's a guy that wants a title, but apparently he's just not there yet as he like like we've called him here on the show jobber to the stars chris masters submitting to the ankle lock submission filio says are you hitting the eggnog tonight i wish i'm just really flustered that i'm having computer problems man honestly so bear with me it'll get better i promise um we did see a really cool scene of course with uh, <laughs> uh we saw a couple of good scenes with uh kane edge and paul bearer tonight uh the one in particular that i really loved was the backstage promo where Edge was taunting Paul Bearer, uh, who obviously is still tied up in the wheelchair. And he basically pulls out the uh, the ball and starts playing dodgeball with Paul Bearer. You know, he hits the wall a couple of times and says, you know what, I'm ready, and just pops Paul Bearer in the head, which I thought was hilarious. And the only thing I could think of, and maybe it's just me, but the only thing that came to mind when that segment was going on was the movie Dodgeball itself. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, but one of the best lines in that movie is when Rip Torn is trying to teach the guys how to dodge a ball. And he's throwing shit like wrenches and whatever he could find at the guys for them to dodge. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. You can dodge a car, you can dodge a ball. And that was really the first thought that came through my mind when Paul Bear got busted in the head with the, uh, with the ball. I mean, just, just hilarious stuff. I'm loving what they're doing with, uh, with Edge and Kane right now. So, um, of course, the next scene that we see in the backstage area after this uh, is you know, basically Kane going on the rampage. We see uh, Teddy Long sitting in his office talking with Chavo Guerrero. I'm not sure what they were talking about, but uh, Kane busts in and is just an emotional wreck. Sits down next to, to Teddy Long. Chavo leaves and says, where is he? Where is Paul Bear?" And, of course, you know, Teddy Long doesn't know, so he says, I don't know. 
So basically destroys the, the office is the Stanley Cup, or, or excuse me, the SmackDown Bragging Rights Trophy. So I thought that was a pretty funny segment. Um, of course, moving on to, oh, it's back up. See, this thing is being ridiculous with me today. I'm ready to, like, drop kick the motherfucker right here. So let's see, after that, of course, was the Jack Swagger, Chris Masters match. We already covered that. Uh, next up, we basically have Caval in the ring. Uh, Dolph Ziggler comes out, starts cutting a pro- promo, basically saying that, you know, the Internet fans think he's special. And he's going to show them all that he's really not in the ring tonight. So, of course, this leads to the match between Caval and Dolph Ziggler. A very, very good match. Uh, a lot of people would say it was an upset that Caval would go over a guy like Dolph Ziggler. Uh, the pin bridge that he used at the end to get the victory, I thought, was well done. And, of course, Ziggler going crazy that Caval just beat him. Because Caval, I think, has lost every match he's had on SmackDown, if I'm not mistaken. So to beat Dolph Ziggler, who is the Intercontinental Champion, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, of course, you know, Dolph leaves the ring. Caval gets on the microphone and says, you know, he won this little show called NXT. And because he won that of his choosing, and he has decided that he's going to cash that in, and he will be taking on Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship at Survivor Series. Thought it was a well-done segment. Looking forward to that match. I mean, I think that match is really what's going to be uh, one of the selling points for me for Survivor Series. I want to see what uh, what Dolph and Caval could do. Again, they had a short little match tonight. I didn't mind uh, that it was too terribly short. I liked the finish with Caval. I want to see what these guys can do with a little more extra time. Not that they'll get it, but we'll see. But I think they're going to put on uh, possibly a show-stealing match come Survivor Series this Sunday night. Uh, so next up, of course, I alluded to this earlier, we have... Uh, Lakel beating uh, Kelly Kelly and Natalia. Uh, then, of course, we go into another backstage segment where Paul Bearer used Kane, or used, excuse me, Edge used Paul Bearer as bait to attack Kane, uh, which I thought was brilliant. You know, you actually get to see the reunion for a brief second of uh, Paul Bearer and Kane as, you know, Paul Bearer is inside the white van tied up doors open and of course Kane comes up looking for for Edge where is he where is he I don't know Paul Bearer can't talk because he's you know obviously got his mouth taped and Edge shows up on top of the van and jumps off onto Kane and then hightails it the hell out of here now the funny thing before we get any further in this segment the funny thing to me was when they first showed this segment that Paul Bearer literally had uh, an apron or excuse me, like a handkerchief on on his uh, on his chest, and he had like a dozen chicken wings, and it looked like he'd been hitting the head with you know a piece of pizza or something. So I mean, Edge kind of having a little fun at Paul Bear's expense. But before that, we even see Kane in the back breaking down and crying. I mean, he's really playing the psychotic role really well. Uh, this is the best I've ever seen the Kane character. In the, what, 12, 13, 14 years he's been with the company, that he's, you know, been Kane. I think he has done a fantastic job with what he's been given. And, you know, it's kind of sad to me that this is probably the swan song uh, for our good friend Kane, as he's probably going to be retiring in the near future. But at least he's going out on a positive note. I think that Kane has been 
uh, really on the mark as far as everything he's done uh, since his championship run. I mean, obviously, he, he got to take out The Undertaker, uh, which was, was a huge thing in the Buried Alive match. You know, he's had a, this is the longest championship he's ever had. So kudos to the WWE for giving Kane this push. And, uh, you know, kind of makes you wonder what's going to happen at Survivor Series. Do you think Edge is going to walk away the champion or do you think Kane's going to keep it? Personally, I kind of think Kane is going to be champion for a little while longer. But that's just me. Uh, of course, next up, we have um, the Big Show and Tyler Rex, which is basically they were putting matches together for the for the team members of, uh, you know, Mysterio's Maniacs and Del Rio's Diablos. And, uh, of course, Big Show being on Mysterio's team, Tyler Rex, who I'm really still not impressed with, but I'll give him credit tonight. I like the way he took things to the Big Show. I mean, he went out there, wasn't afraid of the Big Show, you know, started with the strikes, hit him with a clothesline. Uh, this match was over in about two minutes as the Big Show basically hits the uh, showstopper choke slam for the win. And that was pretty much the end of that match. Uh, after this, of course, we have our big main event of the night, Rey Mysterio and Alberto Del Rio. Uh, this match didn't go very long when the rest of uh, Del Rio's Diablos ran down, interfered in the match letting Rey Mysterio pick up the victory via disqualification. Of course, Mysterio's maniacs come down, make the save. Teddy Long comes out and says, ah, no, no, no. If we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. Survivor Series is Sunday. We are going to have a 10-man battle royal. Uh, and, of course, basically it was a Survivor Series battle royal, I guess is what he called it. Um, and, of course, the end came when the big show, and I believe, well, I think it was Big Show and, and Ray were standing tall at the end. They obviously won this big battle royal. This is how we ended the show tonight. And uh, again, this was the go-home show for the Survivor Series for SmackDown. The only disappointing thing to me again, and I said this last week, so I'm going to sound like I'm, I'm an echo here. No swagger soaring eagle. Why, WWE? Why? Why would you do that? Two weeks in a row. No eagle. I guess the eagle is done. The eagle has landed, ladies and gentlemen. And the eagle may be no more. But uh, good show. If I had to give it a grade, I'd give it a B. I really enjoyed it from uh, start to finish. So with that said, that has been your SmackDown recap. Uh, let's go to the phone lines, 501-588-7957. And I do believe joining me on the line, he is the official news source for the show Unplugged from headlockstoheadlines.com, Chris Kelly. We know him as Crelly. What's going on, buddy? Um, can you hear me well? That's the first thing. Can you uh, hear me? I can hear you sound a little echoey, but we'll make it work. We'll do it live, damn it. We'll do it live. Yeah, I'm kind of on my iPod. My, uh, my head decided to break about 10 minutes before, before showtime, so I'm reduced to using my iPod. Well, that's cool. I can always turn you up. I mean, you're coming in a little, uh, little echoey, but we'll we'll make it work, brother. <laughs> oh yeah, as long as it's good. Anyway, the biggest news story of today will have to be the six releases from World Wrestling Entertainment. The releases were Chad Gaspar, Luke Gallows, Rance Archer, Kevin Croft, Tiffany, and Gillian Hall. They were all released earlier today. What are your thoughts on that, JJ? Ah, you know, when I read the news today, when I heard about it, I found it interesting 
that uh, you know some of these guys were. I mean, we haven't seen Vance Archer in a while, so that's that's kind of like you know, okay, no big deal. Jillian Hall said she was kind of done in a wrestling capacity. We thought she was going to be doing some training, so that one was was uh, wasn't too big of a surprise. Tiffany, after the recent episode that happened between her and Drew not too long ago, and then the reports saying that she had uh, allegiances or she had allies in the office. Well, this kind of showed a little differently. Uh, Tiffany was now gone, but. Luke Gallows is kind of a guy ever since the Straight Edge Society died that, you know, I, I didn't really see a direction for. Um, you know, next week is considered Black Friday. But for these six superstars and divas, today was their Black Friday because, again, they were released. So, uh, wow, Shad Gaspard. I mean, he gets released before his DLC for SmackDown versus Raw 2011 comes out. How does that make you feel, people? Yeah, like I said, I'm not surprised about most of them. I am surprised about Tiffany because I did a, I did read a report like last week that they were looking to bring her back as soon as they ended NXT season three because they didn't want to have bring back like uh, the girls from NXT and then bring her back at the same time because she got lost in the shovel. And in my opinion, Tiffany was always kind of screwed, wasn't she? Because she was meant to win the um, she, the co-unified tag uh, Divas titles with Kelly Kelly months back and then got arrested. So I think she was a bit unlucky. Shag Gaspar was also unlucky because I, I don't think that they should break up. They, they they should never break up crime time because I was a fan of crime time, and crime time were always screwed, weren't they? Like they never got the their right right push. You're right. They they didn't get the push that they needed. Uh, you know, they never at any point in the history of the crime time team wore any tag team gold, and they were probably one of the most cohesive tag team units that the WWE had for a long time. And uh, I can remember several times where they were supposedly the number one contenders. They had won matches. They had won matches that they were going to be able to uh, fight for the championship, and that never really happened for them. So, Yeah, because they? they were actually number one contendership when they got released in like, 2007, when they got released for that, and they never cashed in that number, that number one contendership. Speaking of, oh, there, there were a few more releases. Apparently, Goosey, the, the uh, referee, was released today. Uh, Chris uh, D. Joseph, a.k.a. Big Dick Johnson, was oh, also released. Oh, no. You mean we're not going to see fat, oily Big Dick Johnson on WWE programming anymore? Oh, my God. The, the best character on, on, on the whole roster. <laughs> um, well, uh, well th- apparently... Does, th- does anybody else think that he doesn't fit the PG image of the WWE you have Mae Young calling they call slut and bitches well okay that's giving Mae Young actual airtime and letting her say what she says I mean nobody knew that Mae Young was going to say sluts and bitches but my god even Vince McMahon supposedly got a chuckle in the back when he heard that uh, I mean again you're talking about a woman that's 80 something years old and quite the card uh, you know <laughs> I thought that was an, a hilarious segment just because Mae Young really made it her own with the whole bitches and sluts thing. That was awesome. Yeah, as you say, uh, Mr. Man apparently was laughing in the back, so that's always funny. Um, apparently CM Punk will be able to return to the ring by WrestleMania 27 um, after choosing to have rehab over surgery on his torn glute muscle. Uh, while there is no definite uh, date for his return, he will be working as an announcer. On superstars until he returns. You said this is CM Punk. Yes. 
and that's that's a good role for him. I mean, CM Punk is one of those guys that can kind of fill that niche, uh, kind of like Mr. Perfect did back at shows like Superstars. So uh, I think that that would uh, that would work out very well for a guy like CM Punk. It still allows him uh, to be on television doing something. And, you know, when his in-ring career is over, it looks like he might be able to uh, to jump into doing some uh, play-by-play color commentary. And I think that uh, I think he's good for that role. I'm thinking they're kind of do what they did with JBL, have him like like claim that claim that he's retired and then have some wrestler like slap him or hit into him during an episode of Superstars and bring him and that's how you bring him out of retirement. That's one thing. Um, speaking of uh, like, like earlier of the releases, Sim Punk actually did comment on the release of Luke Gallows saying they like this bum me out. Gallows uh, many times was given chicken shit and turned it into gold. He has heart hustle and loved wrestling. So CM Punk not happy about the release of Luke Gallows. Well, you know, he was given some pretty shitty gimmicks. I mean, Festus, he was the fake Kane for a little while. Remember the May mm. 19th debacle? That was that was Luke Gallows. Indeed. Um, apparently, Vince McMahon did not fly out to the U- oh, for the European tour last week. So Triple H was actually in charge of the tapings last week here in England. Now, I'm not sure what you thought, but it... The, the uh, tapings in England definitely did have like a different feel to them, like, they d- the way they were structured. They did, and from everything I've heard, it was a positive experience that uh, Triple H was backstage taking control of things, running the show on behalf of the WWE. So, uh, you know, again, not only is he Vince McMahon's son-in-law, but, uh, you know, he has been named, I guess, the, what is his official title? The Senior Vice President, I think? Yeah. Senior yeah, Consultant or something, but, uh, you know, regardless the title. And regardless of how people think that uh, Triple H is just this guy that wants to hold down the young stars, uh, I'd have to say that he's doing a bang-up job. And once he does actively retire from the roster, I think that WWE is going to be in a good place under Triple H. Mm. In another bit of news, uh, Skip Sheffield is expected to be back within two or three months. Um, over on WWE.com, he's actually been, he's been removed from the necklace. So there's a good chance that when he comes back, he'll be feuding against the Nexus with all the other former Nexus members. Um, yep, yep, yep. What it do, what it do. You know, there's one guy right now that, that's probably happy about the big breaking news about, about the releases, and that guy would be Alex Riley, considering he was arrested this past week for, oh, for apparently being drunk or driving his car home. Yeah, from, from the department of what the fuck were you thinking? Alex Riley, you're on Raw every week. You're kind of a big deal as part of this Miz storyline. What the fuck were you thinking? I mean, are you not making enough money that you can't call a cab or take a bus home? What a dumbass. He gets my Dumbass of the Week award. Yeah, if you're, if you're drinking and you earn, that, and you earn that, that much money, just get a taxi. It's not worth losing your license and possibly getting fined or fired from, from, from the WWE just for drink driving. Well, and, but, uh, and here's the thing. I Do I think that he's going to suffer any major punishment over this? I think he's going to get a slap on the wrists and given a second chance. Now, if this happens again, it's pretty much done for him, I think. But I think that because he's in such a high-profile role uh, with The Miz on Raw, I think he's going to get a slap on the wrist. All will be forgiven. You know, we've seen this before with certain superstars. A DUI is not something that they're going to fire you over necessarily. But still, a bonehead move 
Dumbass of the Week Award, Alex Riley. You've got it. Well, it depends, um, because um, Hagen Helms got fired for being caught drunk, but he wasn't driving. He punched Koshiko in the face. But the last news story of the week is uh, a beer will be for him to be a special guest referee. So, and they're going to play off the fact that he could end the Undertaker's streak, not physically, but like mentally count the three count and end the streak. And if that doesn't work, they'll probably end up bringing Taker back and have him involved in like a tag team contest at WrestleMania. See, I think this is a bad idea. Why would you... Okay, Shawn Michaels is a guy that said, yeah, I'm retired, I'm not coming back. Even as a referee role, and especially with the storyline you just told me, where it's revenge for him having to, to be retired from the business. He's the one that screws The Undertaker out of his uh, his win streak. Bad idea all the way around. Please, Vince McMahon, whoever is listening to this, do not go that route. It will bomb horribly. I don't know. It, it depends how they book it. If they just have Shawn Michaels turn up and go, yeah, I'm referee. They could play off it. Like... Not that most people depending depending how it's booked, it could work. But I would have to agree, agree with you that if possible, if Shawn Michaels doesn't want to do it, if if Undertaker's bang, banged up, just skip this. Just have to guess, skip these years of WrestleMania because there's no point having him go to Mania and put on a shit match. Just, there's no point. Well, you know, I don't want the Undertaker to go out there and feel that he has to put on a five star match when the guy just got back from surgery. He's probably not a hundred percent. I mean, look, he went and had the surgery. If he can't be back in time, my God, it's not like he's ever missed a WrestleMania before. He has. Move on with it. You just buried him alive, bring him back next year, and let that be the coup de grace. I mean, The Undertaker is up in age. You know, as much damage as he's done to that body over the years. I mean, you can't be a a seven-foot-tall guy and expect to have a a, a long-term career, especially with some of the sick bumps he's taken in his career with some of the crazy matches that he's done. Uh, it just, you know, time is not on your side at this point. Let him at least heal up for the next year and maybe come back and have that final run. I just, I'm not a big fan of them doing it any other way. I mean, he needs to go ahead and end the streak. I know he wants to go 20-0, and but really, unless you have him wrestle two matches next year at WrestleMania, it's not going to work. You've got to let the guy retire. Sorry. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, but on that, apart from um, TNA, apparently TNA will be um, bringing back Sting Kurt Angle. In, so look for in in January the reformation of the Mayweather Mafia to take on um, the Immortals and their awful belt. My ad that belt is awful. Well, there are people out there that like that belt. I personally uh, think it is horrible. You know, Jeff Hardy actually painted that. And that is the product of something that uh, somebody put together because he painted a picture, you know, while he was jacked up on opium, I guess. I don't know. Again, I, I understand the need to have a custom belt for your champion. But again, I'm not buying the Jeff Hardy heel turn. He still wrestles the same style. Now, I'll give him credit. He didn't at the pay-per-view. He, he changed it up a little bit. But, you know, apparently he's back to wrestling that style. And I, I apologize. I did not watch Impact last night. I do have it DVR'd. You know, as, yeah, I watched it. As, as you may have heard, DVR it. Sometimes I don't go back and watch it. So is it really a good thing for them? Probably in the long term, not really. Well, like, you talk about Jeff Hardy's wrestling style. Like, like I said to you earlier, I was actually watching Impact. And he comes out the same way like to the ring. 
as he does like as a face. Okay, yes, he doesn't slap the, the hands of the fans, but he still he, he still does that weird fooling. He still does the Twitter fake. He still he still does the swanton bon. If they wanted to get him over as a heel, they would change him from a high flyer to a brawler. Because having him hit all these set spots gets the fans behind him. It makes no sense. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think I could buy Jeff Hardy as a brawler. I mean, look at the guy. Yeah, but I don't buy him as a heel. Again, this is a company that is investing way too much time on guys who should be top faces in the company and making them heels, and your top, you know, heels making them face. I just, I shake my head. I feel like I'm at the zoo, and I'm looking at the monkey who's looking back at me scratching his head when I watch TNA programming. I just don't know what to think about it anymore. I almost feel like I'm at a turning point, like I've said many times before. I just don't know. Well, you have a seven, or something like a six foot eight guy, who's a face. Big guys who, who look like Matt Morgan should be heels. The big guys can beat you up, not not save you. So as 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 we said before, there are a few things wrong with TNA, and it's getting harder and harder to find positives. Hell, you you had a DQ this week in a casket match. How can you get DQ'd? Or have a no contest in a casket match. Well, anything and everything is possible in TNA wrestling. Uh, when you told me about a DQ in a casket match, which traditionally, I guess, you know, the only other promotion I've seen casket matches in was the promotion that originated that, and that would be obviously the WWE. Casket matches are no disqualification. That's why we've seen matches in the past. 94, the Royal Rumble, Yokozuna, The Undertaker, what happened? We had 12 superstars come out and assist Yokozuna in taking out The Undertaker and locking him in the casket. Uh, you know, no DQ matches that are casket matches. That's just the way it goes. I mean, I, how do you even have a casket match if it's disqualification? The whole point of a casket match, correct me if I'm wrong here, people, the whole point of a casket match is putting your opponent in the casket. Now, it doesn't matter what you do to him to get him in the casket, how is that a DQ? I, I, explain that to me. The point of the match is to get somebody in the casket and shut it, and you've won the match. You can't DQ in a casket match. Hello? So, so does that mean if you use the casket as a weapon, you get DQ'd? Because that's a weapon, in theory? No, you can use weapons in a casket match. See, I don't understand that. I don't understand how that would work. I mean, honestly, I, I scratch my head right now. Again, I, I, I don't even know how that works. So you're telling me that a casket match ended in a disqualification? Yes, because the Pope jumped out of it and started beating up Abyss. And, and like I said, the most recent example of it would be Kane versus Mysterio when Undertaker popped out of the casket. Didn't it? And that match actually... Actually, was I, was I thinking in the casket? It wasn't me. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's just confusing as a fan, trying to make sense. Like, I, I said before, they kind of made sense with the base storyline, but the more recent storylines are mind-boggling. And... I don't really watch TNA much nowadays, and I was watching this week, so I see why. It's just confusing. Well, one of these days, people are just going to stop watching TNA. I know there's the diehard few that will continue to watch it no matter what, but like I said, I'm at the point where I'm ready to just give up on that product. Maybe starting in, in January, uh, Sunday Night Showdown might not be covering TNA pay-per-views anymore for Sunday Night Showdown. Just getting to the point where I don't want to plop down the money anymore. I really don't. It's, it's insulting my intelligence. And that's saying something for a wrestling fan to sit there and tell you that that product is so inferior that it is insulting my intelligence to keep watching it and making me feel like a fucking retard. I just can't cover it anymore. I'm sorry. I'm just to the point where unless something drastic happens, I'm done with TNA. 
you know, I've been thinking recently, considering where Teen 8 is actually based, would it be better for them to be PG? Considering they are in a family theme park. Would that make any sense at all? Um, you would think, <laughs> right? But, I mean, they're, they're looking at the opposite spectrum. WWE is PG. We want to be everything that WWE is not. And that's how they so look the- at it. I mean... And I can understand that. The Attitude Era was probably one of the most successful eras in professional wrestling. Because, again, you had kids that grew up out of that 80s phase that were either new to watching wrestling or that had grown up with the product and had reached an age where they were more rebellious or they wanted to see more of that Attitude Era. And now, again, they've recycled that because, as a parent, my kids are watching the program. I don't have a problem with them watching it. Because you don't have DX, you know, run around telling Vince McMahon to suck it all the time, and you don't have, you know, some of the uh, the vulgar behavior that you had during the Attitude Era. So, for TNA to go the opposite direction, thinking it's the cool thing to do, because Nitro was uh, when it when it, when, and they didn't even embrace the Attitude Era till the very end, after Russo came in and started messing around with it, when Bischoff was still in full control of WCW Nitro, of WCW in general. Right before Bish, or right before Russo came in and took over, they were still mainly a PG product. And then once Russo got there, they decided they were going to push the envelope because you know Russo sold them a whole bill of goods. Oh, I'm the reason that Raw was popular. I wrote all the stories. It's my stuff. And then he tried to rehash everything he ever did or had input on on the WWE. That's why Road Dog's brother was another version of the Road Dog called Buzzkill. That's why Booker T was turned into the Rock. But there's, there's like. Apart from like that, there's a few things that like annoy me this week. Uh, I watched the, the the promo where Bubba Ray explains why he turned heel on uh, Devon, and, and and he said that that no one has ever kicked out the 3D. Now that's not true. If you if you're gonna go, go on the mic and say something, make it true. Someone in ECW actually kicked out of the 3D, and Bubba Ray was going, "We beaten the Rock, we beaten Austin, we beaten Undertaker, we beaten," and just like named up tons of people, and he was lying. Like don't insult, don't insult the fan intelligence. I've, like, I'm pretty sure that there are a few more people that have kicked out of the 3D than the one guy in ECW. So, oh, and also today, bit of breaking news for you that you're gonna love. NXT season four <coughs> has just been confirmed. Actually, I was watching, uh, I was watching after SmackDown the score tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were doing the right after wrestling thing with uh, with Arda Ocal and of course uh, you know his other cast of cronies he has on that show, and they do actually play the uh, NXT on on the score on Wednesday nights, and apparently Arda basically broke the news earlier tonight that in fact they still have NXT uh, starting at uh, yeah that is apparently what I'm hearing. Interesting. Still going to debut. It's still going to be on WWE.com, but I thought they were wanting to bring back Tough Enough, so that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Unless they like bring back Tough Enough and put on, put on the Mondays and then have Tough Enough air, air on the Wednesday. So literally, everything, every day is covered. You know what, though? I mean, do you really need Tough Enough and NXT at the same time? I mean, it's, it defeats the purpose of that. I mean, it, to me, it's ridiculous. They ran NXT into the ground with this third season. I mean, so much so that after the first episode, I decided I couldn't cover it anymore. I just couldn't handle it. Yeah, the first the first episode did bomb, but they've slowly fixed it to a point where it is watchable. AJ Lee, okay, she might be the only reason to watch it, her and Caitlin, but it's not a bad show, but it's not something that I'll spend an hour watching on the internet. Yeah, I'm afraid that uh, that ship has sailed, but we'll see what happens. So NXT Season 4 
has been confirmed. You heard it here right on Unplugged. Chris Kelly from headlockstoheadlines.com, breaking that news. Anyway, that's all the news that I've got, so I shall speak to you, I don't know, at some point. I might just appear at some point during the show. <laughs> well, definitely get yourself a new headset for your uh, for your computer. Yes. All right, Crowley. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, have a good night. Peace. All right, brother. We'll, we'll talk to you later, man. All right, that was uh, Chris Kelly from headlockstoheadlines.com, the official news source of Sunday Night Showdown, and of course, Shows like Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. With that said, we're going to take our first commercial break, come back, and do a little bit of discussion. I've got some video game news, even some movie news that I kind of want to talk about. And I think Sean is going to call in and give us a review for uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, a game that is very highly recommended right now. I've yet to play it, but I can't wait to find out what's going on with uh, Call of Duty Black Ops. So stay right here right after the break on the SNS Radio Network. We'll be back with more Unplugged right after this. This is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. I have voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and WrestleTalk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, for the ring with Audio Wrestling, Triple W Dot Audio Wrestling, in since 1996. A clean-shaven face is important to embellish a chiseled jawline. My name is Dashing Cody Rhodes, and I'm here to show you that you too can be dashing. To achieve the masculinity you desire, shaving the entire body is of equal importance. You should shave your arms, your chest, especially your legs.
smooth, shaven body is sexually attractive to the opposite sex. I'm Dashing Cody Rhodes, bringing you one step closer to Dashing. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. Life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlocks2headlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlocks2headlines.com. WWE Survivor Series. You think you can stop the Nexus? It's all part of a bigger picture. But you're too simple to understand. A new chapter is about to be written. A WWE Survivor Series. You're either Nexus or you're against us. Live Sunday, November 21st on Pay-Per-View. Hi gang, this is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE, and uh, you're listening to JJ on the SNS Radio Network. Work it. Perhaps the end is drawing near 
guys we're back right here on unplugged the sns radio network on your friday night it is i mr money on the mic jj sexay and of course um i wanted to break in a little bit and talk a little bit about some video game news some movie news uh from this week that i found interesting of course most of you know that last week on the show i did a review for the force unleashed 2 and i'm still not sold on the game again I had fun playing it, don't get me wrong, but just way too short, in my opinion. Um, Of course, this week, IGN broke the news that DLC for The Force Unleashed 2 uh, is on its way very soon. Don't have a release date at at this point in time, uh, but apparently, spoiler alert, if you don't know uh, what happened in The Force Unleashed 2, you have two different endings. One is a light side ending, the other is a dark side ending. In the light side ending... If you don't want to hear this, turn your player down for about the next two minutes. In the light side ending, you as Starkiller decide not to kill Darth Vader in your final encounter with him after he supposedly kills Juno Eclipse. Juno is not dead after all, so the Rebel Alliance takes Darth Vader hostage and I guess puts him in force-resistant restraints and basically decides to take him to the Dantooine system. Which is interesting because if you remember... In the original Star Wars A New Hope or Episode 4, whatever you want to call it, that is the system that gets, uh, they send the, they send the Empire to. Princess Leia basically tells them the base is on Dantooine. They go and find out there's nothing there. So I found that interesting that it kind of conflicts with the uh, continuity when it's supposed to be a canon ending. Now, the dark side ending <clears throat> basically has Starkiller ready to kill Darth Vader. And, uh, from behind he is basically killed by the perfect clone star killer, the evil dark apprentice of Darth Vader, and Darth Vader sends him on a mission to track down the rest of the Rebel Alliance and kill them all. So apparently the DLC ending or the DLC that you're going to be getting for the Force Unleashed 2 revolves around this perfect clone um, of Darth Vader's that ends up killing your Star Killer and the Force Unleashed. And basically he will be going to Endor. So I'm going to pick this up just based on the fact that I can terrorize and beat the living shit out of those little furry bastards, the Ewoks. I mean, one of the best parts of the Force Unleashed 1 for me personally was when you were able to punt kick the Jawa, okay? So now I get to punt kick an Ewok. Could life be any better, I ask you? I cannot wait to punt kick an Ewok and throw him up in the air and just shock the shit out of those little fucking Wookiee wannabes. That is going to be fun for me. So yes... Force Unleashed 2 getting DLC in the very near future. Uh, hopefully it won't be an expensive DLC. I'm sure they'll have two or three packs. But they're focusing on this this next set of packs. The, the first one, of course, being on Indoor, where you're the Dark Star Killer, which I think is going to be pretty awesome. Uh, other news. For those of you that are fans of uh, the X-Men franchise, you know that a couple of years ago they did the X-Men Wolverine storyline, the X-Men Wolverine origin story. Uh, and the sequel has been rumored in the works for a while now. They have actually picked a director uh, to helm the movie. It's going to be called The Wolverine. 
and it will be done by uh you might remember uh the wrestler from 2008 movie by uh, darren afronowski uh, apparently darren afronowski will be directing the wolverine which i believe is going to take place in uh in japan you know taking place right after the x-men origins wolverine storyline so uh we get to see wolverine running around fighting samurai in japan and darren afronowski is the director does it get any better than that people i'm digging that news so it's going to be interesting to see how that uh that comes to play of course you know call of duty black ops a huge game out right now and i was talking to crelly about this earlier it appears that uh, they've been trying to work on uh, modern warfare 3 for the longest time and infinity ward is trying to uh, stall the release or trying to sue activision from uh, basically going any further with it so i don't have a lot of information on that but uh I'll definitely bring to you more as I get that information, but it's very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I have not, at this point, played um, Call of Duty Black Ops. It's unfortunately on my list of things to get. I have not been able to check it out, but I do plan on maybe picking that up next month and uh, having some fun with it. But, I mean, the promotion of this game, the TV commercials especially, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but... You've got the TV commercials with all these A-list celebrities, you know, guys like Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> with rocket launchers shooting people uh, as if they're playing Black Ops. And I think I think it's brilliant. Brilliant strategy by uh, EA. Bobby Kotick's probably bathing in $500 bills right now as we speak just based on the sales of uh, Call of Duty Black Ops. So that uh, is definitely good for Activision. We'll see how that uh, that translates later on. As far as I want to see what they can do with with Call of Duty 3 if they do it. I think that uh, if, in fact, that is something that they're working on, if Infinity Ward is trying to get them stalled, uh, I I just I want to see where they go with it. I'm hearing a lot of good things about Black Ops, but uh, let's go to the phone lines at 501-588-7957. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? What's up, JJ? This is the former Sensational Sean, but back here... Unemployed for possibly one night. Who knows? Um, how's things going, brother? Well, you know, aside from, <laughs> aside from the dilemma that is my PC, you know, everything was running fine today. And, you know, right before showtime, uh, I, I've been using Firefox Mozilla as my browser. Yeah. And if you close a window down and you don't do it the right way, you have to restart your computer. So I went back to Internet Explorer thinking that, you know, I wouldn't have to restart my computer. And then I went to Sunday Night Showdown and went to the live page uh, where the chat is. And everything but the chat would load up. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And this is like, you know, a minute before the show's supposed to start. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? So I had to make a mad dash for, uh, for my wife's computer and get everything going. So it's, it's been uh, a weird night for me in the studio. I know that feeling. By the way, how's Harmony doing? Um, she's good. She's good. She's been home uh, for about a week now, and she leaves again on Monday. And uh, unfortunately, I don't want to. I don't want to divulge you know too much information, but she's been doing a yeah. job for a while where she's had to travel quite a bit. And without saying a lot, it looks like she's being forced out of that position. She still has a job, but it looks like she's being forced out of that position. And uh, after she goes away for, I guess, about a week and a half this next time, looks like she's going to be uh, back home full-time, which is good for us, you know, and the family, but 
at the same time, this is a job that she's worked at for the last five or six years, and she's put a lot of her uh, a lot of her time and her dedication into. And it looks like that, uh, unfortunately, due to some really shitty politics, she's probably going to be uh, be out of that position. Yeah, I can understand that completely, man, and that completely sucks. I uh, my 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 prayers are with her. You know that. You know I've always got your back, no matter what. And uh, I really hope everything turns out for the best. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. No problem. So let's turn this from sad into happy. Um, first off, Black Ops. Uh, I've been I've been really high on Black Ops for a while. As you know, I started working at GameStop uh, here on base, which is completely awesome. Uh, probably one of the more fun jobs I've had in a long time, along with my current military position or military slash civilian position. Um, a lot of our guys love to play uh, Black Ops, and I've been talking to people constantly about the game, and I mean, they're they're loving it. I mean, everybody I've talked to loves it. Every now and then we get the one guy bringing it back saying, yeah, I hate this game, it's not Battlefield. And I just look at that guy and I'm like, really? Really? Go play Medal of Honor and shut up. But um, Black Ops has turned out to be one of the be- better games in the entire uh, Call of Duty arsenal i've felt so far they, they really put their heart and souls into the story and their heart and souls into the multiplayer i mean multiplayer is a lot of fun this year uh, multiplayer is basically you have to have skill you have to have true defined skill to actually play the multiplayer um because really there are no places to camp or snipe at um one map in particular comes to town nuketown is the name of it um it's it's absolutely psycho on that map if you're playing Team Deathmatch. I mean, it's so small that one grenade in the beginning is going to kill somebody. Um, game last night I was playing Team Deathmatch. I threw a, a Simtex grenade, which is a sticky, um, and I stuck one guy, killed three people in the process. I mean, no matter what, this one, this one map, you're going to see somebody, you're going to see an opponent within a matter of seconds. So, I mean... They've really cut down on a lot of the uh, the camping and the sniping this year, which I am very happy for. But at the same time, the sniper inside me calls out saying, please, please play me. Please let me get some headshots in or something. I mean, they've really cut down on a lot of stuff. Um, the new things out this year is contracts uh, and the, uh, the, the money. Um, I don't know what they're calling it, uh, but it... W- w- but it's basically the uh, Treyarch money system. Uh, it's really cool, but sometimes at, if you spend your money on trying to make things, you, you run out. And it really sucks at some point um, because you, can, you buy your guns, you buy your attachments, you buy your uh, camo for your guns, you buy your s- symbols or whatever they're called. And basically every spot for your, sim- your symbol is uh, money, and it, it really sucks when you've earned your money, you basically go spend it, and then you're out of money, so you can't buy nothing else, <laughs> so it, it really sucks with that sometimes, but I mean, it really helps to cut down on the, uh, a lot of people having something better than everybody else, I mean, getting the, getting the pro perks uh, for a lot of things is really hard. Uh, the only one I've, t- I've been able to unlock so far is Warlord Pro, which means I can have two attachments at once 
And I can also have uh, uh, double the grenades that I usually carry, which is really good. Um, that's the multiplayer. Single player, uh, the story this year is just absolutely crazy. Um, basically, you have this one guy who uh, is a he's, he's a military operative, of course, and he goes to... Where did he go first? I don't know where he went, but he ends up getting captured by the Russians. And he's taken to a, um, a Russian concentration camp, basically. And I really felt like they struck home a lot of places because it really felt like these guys were getting tortured right in front of your eyes. And, I mean, you escape from the torture, and you continue the story. And, I mean, some of the stuff that they throw out there was really crazy. I mean, you got twists and turns at the end that make you look at the screen and be like, did that really just happen? Yeah. I, I got to go back here. Did that really just happen? And, I mean, there was stuff there that caught my eye. There was stuff there that made me turn away because I really didn't want to see that. Um and after talking to a few of the Marines, they uh, last year it was all about Modern Warfare 2. A lot of the guys said, yeah, this was being in being in Afghanistan. These guys said that Modern Warfare 2 actually grasped what being in Afghanistan was really like. And that's really good for the companies because they can, they can say, hey, this is how it was. Um, I really think that Treyarch did an amazing job at getting to the point of Vietnam, because I really was creeped out. I was, basically, it was a mindfuck the entire time I was in the Vietnam part of the game. Because, I mean, these guys are jumping out of nowhere. They're trying to, as the books say, the Vietnamese people were trying to defend their homes. And, I mean, you could definitely tell that in the game, because they're popping out of everywhere, killing themselves in the process. I mean, it was really crazy to see all this. I mean, it made me look at it and be like, I can't believe that just happened. I mean, the game on its own is definitely one of the better games to come out this part of the year um, because there's not really much left to come out. Um, so I'm really happy that I picked this up, and I'm really happy to have been playing this for as long as I have. Well, you know, the funny thing I find that, uh, you know, they recently announced the Spike Video Game Awards, which they do every year. That's going to happen on, I believe, December 12th of this year, I think. Maybe it's either the 12th or the 19th. I don't remember the exact date. Don't have it in front of me. But yeah. I was looking at the uh, Game of the Year category, and already Call of Duty Black Ops is up. Also Red Dead Redemption and Mass Effect 2 are the three that I remember off the top of my head. Um I think it's a bit early to kind of put Call of Duty Modern, or excuse me, Call of Duty Black Ops in that particular category since it just came out two weeks ago. Yeah, it was really crazy. A lot of people are definitely calling out Spike and calling out the Video Game Awards because, I mean, they're a joke. Every year, there's no real point to the to the awards. The only reason why people watch it is to see the announcements, to see what games they're going to be talking about. That's it. I mean, this year is no exception. Um, BioWare has announced that they're going to be announcing a new uh, uh, a new game at this year's Video Game Awards. And that's what everybody's going to care about. No one cares about the awards themselves. Well, I mean... It's funny that uh, that you bring that up. The rumors that I've heard is that it's going to be a, uh, 
basically a multiplayer game that takes place in the Mass Effect universe. It's not going to be Mass Effect 3, but it's going to be an offshoot of the Mass Effect universe that's going to involve multiplayer play, is, is the rumor that I'm hearing. That's the, the rumor I'm hearing is also something Mass Effect related. Um, there's been some words on uh, uh, a prequel to the entire Mass Effect uh, universe, basically bringing them in before Mass Effect 1, when the Geth battle really happened. Um, I've heard the multiplayer one. If they do multiplayer, I'll be extremely happy. But I'm more interested just to see what they do, because Bioware, all in all, is still an amazing company, and everybody wants to see what they'll do. I mean, no one cares about really any other, any other games that Bioware has done in a while. They Everybody wants to see what Mass Effect's got coming out. Because, I mean, look at what happened with Lord of the Rings, uh, Knights of the Republic. It went to another company, the other company destroyed it, and everybody just really wants to get past that one point. Yeah, that's a good point. And speaking of Mass Effect, um, you know, I, I didn't pick up a copy of Mass Effect 2. So, that's a game I've yet to play. But as of last night, we were doing some uh, cruising around Walmart last night to pick some stuff up. And I was going through the, uh, the bargain bins. At the bottom of the bargain bin, I saw Mass Effect, and I'm like, I wonder if that's Mass Effect 2. And sure shit, I picked up a copy last night of Mass Effect 2, brand new, for uh, for $19. Nice. So I will probably, uh, at some point over the next few weeks, find time to uh, sit down and play that. I've really, you know, lately, I haven't played a lot of games. I mean, I, I did beat The Force Unleashed 2. That only took me a day, really. No spoilers. Um, no spoilers. Um, I already did that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we've already spoiled the game. I already talked about yep. it. I, I took my headset off for that because I still haven't beaten it. Okay, well, have fun with that. <laughs> What's taking you so long, man? You, you should have you beat the game in an hour. Come on. Dude, know you, you know me. I like to play all my games fully. I mean, I'm still playing Fallout New Vegas. I'm still playing W. Smite Down vs. Raw 2011. I'm, I'm back to playing uh, Call of Duty Black Ops. I'm now playing Red, Red Dead Redemption's Undead Nightmare. Uh, I'll get back to Force Unleashed 2 probably in about a couple weeks. See, I, I've got to pick up Undead Nightmare. I haven't done that. I went and purchased a, a card so I could get it. I just haven't downloaded it yet, but uh, it, it's on my to-do list. I literally have been rebuilding characters on the SmackDown game, obviously for the E-Fed. For those of you wondering what the update on that is, um, I'm currently getting the roster back up. A lot of people have sent their creations to me. I've made some tweaks here and there. I've had to remake a lot of the roster from the last game since we switched over. And I have to install my video editing program, which I have to find a copy of again, uh, in order for me to videotape this stuff. So it's been a work in progress. I do plan on doing one episode and then the Survivor Series pay-per-view. So hopefully I'll get that done over the holidays when I have no time, when I really have nothing going on. I'll just get that worked on, hopefully, and get everything going. So... Just want to give everybody a quick update on that. Um, I did do some tweaking on your character that I think you're going to like. On mine? On yours. Hmm. I, uh, I literally found, and it's too bad I can't re-upload it and send it to you, but if you look in the design patterns, there are a couple of angel's wings. Oh. It's like, uh, it's like an angel wing tattoo, basically. And yeah. you can get it for either side. I basically enlarged the angel wings to their maximum capacity. And put a set on your back as a tattoo. <laughs> and it looks fucking fantastic. That and I, I kind of redid some of your tattoos to make it more, to look more angelic. And you even have, uh, 
You know the white Shawn Michaels jacket? Yeah. I gave you that and kind of tweaked it a little bit to where not only do you have the jacket, but you literally have a set. If you look in the entrance gear, there is a set of angels' wings, and it looks like they're attached to the jacket. So you literally look like the angel of Azrael, <laughs> complete with some kick-ass face paint and everything else. You're, you're going to like it. Yeah, I went a little crazy with tattoos this year. I was kind of like, ah, I want to do something different. Tattoos was all I saw, and I was just like, okay, we're going for tattoos. So, yeah, I'm... I can't wait. I mean, EFED's always been the, one of the more fun things that we get to uh, look at on YouTube, and I'm definitely really in, going to enjoy this year. with the new one. With everything that, that you can do with it, I really can't wait to see what you got. It's coming up. Like I said, I'll, I'll be taping stuff as soon as I get this program put back on the computer and get everything up and running. But it's, you know, it's literally taken me a while. Uh, and the thing that pisses me off about SmackDown 2011 this year is they really raped you on the fucking moves this year. Like, they took out 250 moves from last year's game. They did. And, I mean, if you looked at my moves, my, uh, my, one of my, uh, one of my, one of my, uh, crap. One of my moves that I used when the guy was drowsy and my finisher, one of my finishers, it's the same thing. It's just one has a pin, the other doesn't. And I was really like, what can I use here? And that was the only thing that came to mind. So I really am, am going to go back and change that at some point because I really think that needs to be changed. I hear you. I hear you. But, uh, you know, overall the game's pretty good. I was messing around with Universe this past week. And uh, for those of you that don't know, the Elite it consists of myself and, of course, Hernandez and the champion, uh, the Canadian Horseman. And I was, <laughs> I was literally playing the Universe mode about three days ago. In the storyline... You know, apparently I'm a contender for the World Heavyweight Championship, which is funny because I wasn't going after it because Horseman is the champion. Well, Horseman lost the belt to, I think, CM Punk in Universe, okay? And so then it put me in the number one contendership. So I go after CM Punk for the title. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to you know screw around with this and see what happens. And uh, the funny thing was that not only did Horseman attack me with a fucking <laughs> lead pipe, and CM Punk, not only him, but the guy that's Mr. Money in the Bank, Hernandez, also turned on me and attacked me during the match, too. And I'm like, what the fuck? My boys have turned against me. Why? Yeah, I, um, when I, I, that's the only thing I play. I mean, I've tried going through the road to WrestleManias, and the backstage area is just ticking me off. I don't like it. I mean, I don't know why. I just don't like it. So I've been playing WWE Universe pretty much the entire time. And Shawn Michaels and Triple H were my two allies they were my best buddies and then all of a sudden one day Shawn Michaels comes down he, he was like he's about to help me then all of a sudden he turns around sweet chin music tw- sweet chin music, music out out the ring uh I get counted out and I was just like okay and then the next night here comes Triple H uh down while I was doing an interview and he hits me with a life pipe and knocks me out I'm kind of like okay so my two best friends have just betrayed me and basically joined up together. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's it's really random how that works. I mean, you know, you have stables. And the funny thing is, they're still listed as my allies. Yeah. So it, it's random. Uh, you know you know what the worst random thing was that happened to me in Universe? I was, uh, I was playing as the Trey Dog. And apparently he basically came out, cut a promo, and said that he wanted to be a diva. And he went and got a sex change operation and is now the <laughs> Divas champion. Oh, my. That's not going to be a fun conversation. <laughs> So, Miss Dog is now the Divas champion. 
Oh, God. Oh, no. And, I mean, looking at this list, I'm ashamed to actually enjoy video games. Um, some of these games, I mean, you got Best Soundtrack, Def Jam Rapstar, DJ Hero 2, Guitar Hero, Warriors of Rock, and Rock Band 3. Why not just put these in a Best Music Game? Oh, wait, there is one, and all of them are in there except for... Guitar Hero, which is replaced by Dance Central. Nice. I, I really don't know what the heck. I mean, best performance by a human male, best performance by a human, uh, human female, and then, what is their most anticipated game, which I am very happy for, uh, because Batman Arkham City, Bioshock Infinite, Gears of War 3, and Portal 2 are the four choices. And that's really good, because, I mean... All four of those games, I am looking forward to more than anything else other than next year's Call of Duty game. Because, I mean, with what's going on right now with Infinity Ward and Activision and Respawn Entertainment, I mean, everything is looking pretty good. I'm just, you know what, I'm looking for, and I'm not a big PC gamer, but I cannot wait to check out the old Republic when it when it hits... Uh Retail, I, I think in, I think it's supposed to come out the first quarter of 2011. Spring. Yeah, spring. So, uh, the the current what they're saying is spring 2011 right now. Um, they worked the other day, and what, somebody calls up and says, "Hey, I heard that uh, Grand System Five is coming out next week. Is that true?" Um, no, it's coming out in February. Really? Because my website says next week. Okay, let me check the system, sir. Uh, hey, Adam. We're supposed to get Gran Turismo 5 in. Did you know that? No. Find out what the heck's going on. So, I mean, I'm really waiting for everything, basically, to see what's getting released, when it's getting released, and for Sony to basically sit on their hands and, t- and stop changing release dates. It's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, you know, I there was a point in my life I wanted to work at a GameStop or, you know, electronics boutique, and it never... Never came to fruition. How, how are you enjoying that job so far? Uh, in all honesty, I am loving it. Um, just just being there with the guys that I'm there with uh, is awesome. Um, Adams, our store manager. I mean, he's one of he's he's a pretty good friend of mine now. Um, I didn't know him. I think the first time we actually met was uh, March of this year, and I mean, we've become pretty much close friends since then. We're playing Call of Duty a lot together. We're hanging out. Um, I mean, our, our one, of, one of my favorite guys to work with is definitely um, our Marine. Uh, he's a Master Gunny Sergeant, which is pretty much the highest you can go as an enlisted Marine, uh, E9. And he is possibly one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. Um, if I wasn't working at the library, I'd probably quit and go work for them because... I mean, it's just an awesome job, and I'll probably continue on after the holidays because the pay is great. Um, the benefits are awesome. I mean, a 15% discount doesn't hurt anything at all. Yeah, and I mean, That's a nice perk. It is a very nice perk to carry on for my addiction to video games. And I mean, I get to hear all these video game news. I still get to work with the Marines, which is even, great, even greater. And I mean, I get to talk to them about video games, which I love. So, I mean... I, unless someone really ticks me off, I'll probably be there for a while. Yeah, I um, I heard a rumor. This this is kind of off off topic a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about movies earlier on, 
And since we are talking movies, wrestling, video games, uh, you know, Matt Morgan's been doing stuff, you know, acting in, in different, you know, shows and, and whatnot. Uh, there is a rumor that he is going to basically play the role of Darkseid on uh, an episode of Smallville this season. You know, I've heard that rumor myself, and I've always been curious to see if he really is. And, I mean, Matt Morgan would be a, a good choice for that. Um, the dude's big. He pretty much could do it. And if he does do it, I, I might actually get interested in Smallville again. Because I watched the first season, and I wasn't really that into it. And I've been wanting to go back and watch. And, I mean, if they give me a good storyline, I may keep up with it. So if he's playing Darkseid, I will be thoroughly enjoyed. You know, and I will want to watch. You know, I didn't really catch the uh, the first full season of Smallville. I didn't actually start watching that show till I think the second season. Maybe it was the third. Whatever season it was that, you know, Clark had been exposed to the kryptonite and he had the fucking Superman emblem on his chest and he was running around Metropolis like robbing banks and doing all kinds of crazy shit. That was when I really got into Smallville. And I can't I don't know if it's the second or third season, but that's when I really got into it and there's been some good seasons of that show and there's been some shitty ones, but this is the last one and I've been trying to watch every episode very intently. They've already had something with Darkseid uh once this season. Uh, when they brought back Supergirl, basically. And <clears throat> it's been a good show. I mean, you know, now that you've got, uh, you know, Chloe's off the show for a little bit. You've got, you know, uh, Green Arrow basically going public with his identity. Uh, it's It's been a very compelling show the last couple of months, I thought. Well, I may have to get back into it. If it's ending, then it definitely gives me a chance to go find the DVDs and watch it. I'm going to probably do that as soon as possible as soon as i finish dexter season four and chuck season three and all everything else i've been trying to catch up on well you know that, the big thing about this season is like they're hinting around that they're trying to get lex Luthor back one last time before the series ends and i think that's going to be like the big uh the big surprise for this season it just it seems like they've got to bring rosenbaum back for that yeah i i'm really i really like i said i really want to get into it and once I get into it, I might stay with it. Um, it's just one of those things because Dexter, first season, gripped me and didn't release me. So I really want to get back into Dexter. I really want to get back into Chuck. I really want to get back into Big Bang Theory, Burn Notice. I mean, all my regular shows, and yet I just don't have the time anymore. Um, especially with all these awesome movies coming out very soon. I mean... Some trailers got released this week that I pretty much was gripping my computer screen saying, please come out now, please come out now, please come out now. I mean, did you see uh, the trailer for uh, the Green Lantern? I did. Green Lantern looks awesome. Ryan Reynolds looks fantastic as Green Lantern, as Hal Jordan. Not only did I see that trailer, but the one that looks like the sleeper hit for me next year is going to be Cowboys versus uh, Aliens. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford, two of my favorite actors, two of probably the greater actors of this generation, really, um, or last generation, are coming into their own in this movie. And, I mean, Harrison Ford, even though he's getting up there in the years, I mean, he's definitely looking like this could be a movie that will put him back in the top seat. I mean, just the way he acted at 
period for this movie was just I was like wow I was like I miss Daniel Craig and I miss no Fish. both of those movies are going to do well next year oh they're going to do well and there's a few others coming out that uh, escape me right now I really want to go see the new Harry Potter I mean I work in a library why not and I really want to go I really want to see more about this Red Riding Hood movie that's supposedly going to come out I mean Let's see, there's, it's being produced by Leonardo DiCaprio, and I don't know of anything he's to, to produced before, but it's looking like it could be a pretty good movie. Um, and apparently Captain America and Thor have been given release dates, and I am very happy to see these release dates. Um, Thor is being released in the U.S. on May 6, 2011, and Captain America is being released on July 22, 2011. Wow, and those will be some uh, must-sees, obviously, going into the Avengers, which is going to hit, I think, 2012, correct? Yeah, it should be coming out to, to uh, I think it was the summer of 2012. It's going to be great. I mean, I mean, just, just the fact Captain America is being brought to life is my favorite part. I mean, I could care less about everything else. Captain America has been one of my favorite superheroes of all time, and... When he was killed, I was crying. I had tears down my face. I was like, no, it can't be true. And then the newest storyline, he was brought back. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, nobody stays dead long in the comic book universe. And I'm happy for that because, I mean, uh, spoiler alert, if you don't read DC Comics that much, Bruce Wayne is alive and brought back in the new the new series. Um there's a new set coming out, Bruce Wayne, or the return of Bruce Wayne. So, I mean, it's it's awesome. Um, I, I want to kind of cut into something really quickly. Uh, apparently, there's some discussion in the chat room right now about John Cena possibly taking some time off, possibly even leaving the WWE. I don't know where that where that rumor is coming from. Uh, I think TM Bronx said it. John Cena is a WWE lifer. I can't see him leaving to go to TNA. That would be like if the President of the United States was to quit office tomorrow and then go run for a small third-world country. That doesn't happen, people. It's just I'm, not going to happen. Yeah, Cena's with WWE for life. I mean, he's he's Shawn Michaels, basically. Um, Shawn Michaels got injured and left the business, basically, because of his injury. Um, if he hadn't been injured, I'm pretty sure Michaels would have stayed with the business all, all the time that he was injured. Um, I pretty much see Cena staying in the business with WWE as long as there is a WWE. Um, until he's too old to get around the ring. Until he's probably Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan's age. Um, and that ankle breaks for the last time. Uh, he's going to stay in the WWE. Now, uh, uh, since we're on the topic of Cena really quickly, I did catch a movie with him this week that... I rented for my children. I rented Fred the movie. <laughs> my kids were just dying to see this movie. And so at some point today, uh, they've watched it a couple of times, but uh, over the week. At some point today, I sat down and Lexi wanted to watch it because she loves John Cena. I was cleaning the house, doing some, some chores while she's you know sitting there in the living room, watching the DVD of Fred. And of course, John Cena's in the movie and, and he plays... Fred's dad, or I guess the figment of his imagination as his dad. 
and you know he's offering him up all kinds of advice. But you know it's John Cena as John Cena, like he's out there in his freaking ring attire with his with his hat, and you know basically always putting the kid in wrestling holds, whether it's a sleeper or he hits the attitude adjustment on him, and he's always trying to get him you know um, riled up and you know uh, sticking up for himself, which which was funny. But um, wow, all I can say is this kid could be the next Pee Wee Herman. He's that fucking irritating. Yeah, I. I got a little bit of chance to watch it. I mean, I'm I like iCarly the TV show. I will claim it. I like iCarly the TV show. I mean, it's one of the more enjoyable shows that I've seen in a long time. That's actually on Nickelodeon. And I mean, I saw that episode and I was kind of like, I really wish they would shut this kid up so I can just see the other people. Because um, he was really, I mean, I was really like, please shut up, please shut up. Okay, I'm turning the channel, and I'll turn it back after this episode's over with. Um, I got a little bit of chance to see the movie. I mean, Cena, when I saw him, Cena basically, uh, I think he chopped him in the chest, and the kid fell, and he was like, oh, are you okay? Walk it off. And that was the only part I saw, and I was like, okay, I'm done. Well, there's actually one part where he's talking to him, and he, he says, you're not my son or something like that, and he picks him up and puts him in the attitude adjustment, and he goes, my house, and he stands up and does the John Cena, you know, pump up, thing and he's like oh you okay <laughs> and i'm like oh my god that's great but not only did i see uh, fred the movie you know um i did sit down and watch knucklehead uh, on wednesday night we had a family night with the kids because they wanted to see knucklehead yes i saw the picture how sweet so uh lexi of course decided to uh lay down with her daddy and, and watch the movie and you know it wasn't a bad movie it wasn't a great movie you know, it was one of those heartwarming, you know, oh, kind of movies to some degree. Um, I thought the Big Show did a great job, you know, as the as the lead. The comedic job that he did was fantastic. Pretty good cast. You know, Dennis Farina, um, Mark, you know, Fierstein or however you pronounce his name, did a, did a really good job. You know, I, I was I was impressed. You know, that, that kid, Bobby C. Riley, that hosted Raw recently that was on Role Models and I think he plays Marcus in the PSP commercials. Unfortunately, yes. He he literally had not much of a role at all. He was in one scene, and you know the way they were they were like, "Oh, he's a co-star of the movie," and I thought you know he was going to be a bigger deal than that, but um, he really wasn't that big a character, you know, in the movie. To be honest, he's just in the one scene, and that's it. But overall, I mean, I I think this was a good uh, first effort for Big Show, and uh, you know, I mean, it, it's just funny to me that rather than you know. Them going to the MMA route, I'm surprised they didn't try to make him a professional wrestler. Although that would have been, that would have been, I guess, ironic. Yeah, I've 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 gotten the movie for Christmas. Um, it was when I picked up and I was like, yeah, I really want to watch this. And mom says, well, I'll get, I'll get you get it for you for Christmas. So I'm really waiting to watch it. I've heard all I've heard only good things about it, and I mean, I'm really wanting to sit down, watch it, and basically, cl- I mean, I get a feeling it's really going to. I'm really going to enjoy it. Well, now here's here's the funny thing too. Um, there was a uh, a scene, of course, you see it on the previews, where he's on the bus and he's got really bad gas, and you know they stop yeah. the bus and everybody's running out of the bus. Um, the funny thing is, if you look in the special features after the movie, they are literally doing a you know like a Q and A with the Big Show, and they actually took that scene out of a real life incident that the Big Show had happened to him on a plane one time, that he went to the bathroom on this plane. And he couldn't close the door, so they had to have the stewardesses hold a blanket up while he did his business. And I, uh, you know, I'm I mean, sorry, it's it, it, it's funny on one point, you know, when you sit there and watch the movie. But at the same time, you got to realize that 
wow, that is something that really happened to him, and how embarrassing could that you know could that be for a guy that size? I mean, it's not like they make those you know bathrooms in a in an airplane or even a bus to accommodate somebody that big. So you know, it's comedic and it's tragic at the same time. Yeah, I think um, he talked about that in one of the books that maybe put out where um, they talk they had all these stories about the traveling and all that, and I believe that was one of the stories he he talked about, and I was like. Wow, I was like, I know the Big Show is a big guy, but he couldn't fit into the bathroom. Wow, that, that sucks. So I mean, I can, I can see how they would use that. It's it looks like a very funny, um, part in the movie because I mean, a lot of people joke about it, but I mean, it was really, it was it looked like it was a bit really funny part. Yeah, you know, overall, that was a good movie. So good. I got something to look forward to. Well, cool. Is there anything else, my friend? Um. Well, I thought I'd bring up the uh, since you talked about it earlier the uh, the Activision Infinity War drama oh, yes. that's going on. Um, I found a new story on uh, Joystick.com that talks a little bit about it. He says they're talking about it, that um, Infinity War is being reconstructed. They're really hoping they're they're really happy with the way things are going um, with the reconstructing, and they're thinking that all the drama um, that's good. But they're thinking that the success that uh, Black Ops received. Um, I mean, Black Ops grossed six hundred and fifty million in in five days. I mean, that's a lot of money. No shit, that's a lot, a lot of money. Um, I know. Period. That um, uh, my store uh, sold fifteen hundred copies uh, in two days. So I mean, the money we got from that was just absolutely ecstatic. Um, but. Right now, the way they're looking is that Infinity Ward is working on Modern Warfare 3. They're working on it. Um, the new company, Sledgehammer Games, is going to be delivering a 2011 installment of the franchise. And Treyarch's new project is currently classified. So I'm pretty sure that Treyarch is working on their next sequel to Black Ops World of War while Infinity Ward is working on their parts, but trying to get it stopped at the same time. And Sledgehammer Games is doing something RPG-ish, I, I believe is what the statement was. I mean, there is... I don't really know what Sledgehammer Games is doing. I don't know why they're working on a game, but okay. I hope you all have fun with that game. I don't think I'm going to play it. Rodriguez says it's probably going to be a sci-fi shooter in space. Hey, if it's Dead Spacious, I will love it. Um, <laughs> Dead Space 2 comes out next year, and Dead Space 2 is going to be absolutely awesome. Um, other than that, uh, that's the only thing that came to my mind was when you talked about it, was that one thing. And that, I guess I should make a joke towards you, since you haven't played Undead Nightmare yet. Um, the four horses. Oh, there's a unicorn in the game. Oh, the chupacabras in the game. I'm totally buying that tonight. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is completely enjoyable. I haven't finished the game yet. I mean, I haven't finished Red Dead Redemption's main storyline, but uh, the fact that I thoroughly enjoyed Undead Nightmare is pretty much making it fact that I'm going back as soon as I finish because I, I just love it so far. Dude, I tell you what, man, uh, I am totally all for uh, Red Dead Redemption getting Game of the Year. That game was phenomenal from start to finish. I loved it. I still like to go back and play the multiplayer. Oh, good stuff, man. 
Yeah, it's it's been a while since I played the multiplayer. Uh, I'm hoping to go back very soon. Um, hopefully, I'll get some time with uh, the fact that I know I'm going to be really busy with GameStop coming up. With uh, the fact that Black Friday is next Friday, uh, it's going to be crazy. Uh, I I'm not even looking forward to it, but it's going to be really different because I, I think uh, I think the zombies were actually in the the multiplayer, if I remember correctly. Well, I'll have to check that out. Black Friday is, is on my birthday this year. That's going to be awesome. Every now and then, it's Thanksgiving. This year, it's Black Friday. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not looking for the Black Friday. I've already been told that it's going to be... Uh, I have to work either way. So I'm kind of wondering what Friday just didn't sound right. Retail before. It, Trey, the reason why it's called Black Friday is we like to keep the lights off when the people are running through the store so we don't see what they're stealing or who they're killing in the process of stealing something. God, I remember my, my days back in Kmart back in 1994 around Christmas time. Oh, <laughs> Especially when I was the only person working the sporting goods, the toys, and the fucking like paint aisle. Paint? Paint. I used to be able to sell people gun and fucking get them paint too. So they can get high off the paint while they're shooting their guns. Exactly. Only in Arkansas, man. Only in Arkansas. <laughs> Get high off the paint and go shoot motherfuckers. But you oh. got to wait seven days on the handguns. Yeah. Got to wait seven days. Oh, God. But, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be crazy. I just don't look forward to the drive to work. But, uh, yep, that's about it. Um, look, I, don't look, I, don't, I don't look forward to the drive to work now. I mean, shit, I, I've got a foot of snow on the ground, and the fucking roads are iced, and it's still continuing to snow a little bit. I want snow. I wish I had snow. <laughs> Being in North Carolina doesn't give you that much snow. I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, being in Calgary, man, I mean, this is the first snow of the season, believe it or not. I can't believe we've had good weather up until November, but now we're going to pay for it. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to make a, a fly up to Calgary if the snow stops so I can come up there and work on your freaking computer. Might have to. You really might. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get this son of a bitch worked out. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to open the phone lines, take a few calls before we wrap things up and uh, call it a night. But, uh, again... Next week, probably not going to be an Unplugged. If something happens where I decide to do a show, I'll give you guys uh, let you know on the website, or we'll talk about it, of course, on, uh, on Wrestling News Live. But as of right now, I'm kind of thinking that uh, I'm just going to take the fucking day off. It's my birthday, and, you know, what the hell? Take it off, dude. You deserve it. Yeah, I'm the hardest-working motherfucker in the Internet today, so it uh, might be a good thing to do. You, you deserve it, like I said. All right, Sean, well, you want to stick around, or should I let you go? I think I will stick around because I just saw something that popped up on my screen. Okay. <laughs> Especially with what just popped up again. So I think I'm going to stay around for a few minutes. All right. Well, that said, let's go back to the phone lines, 501-588-7957. Uh, welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Oh, the weather outside is frightful, and the games are so delightful. Wow, you've got bass back in your voice. The sex change must not have taken. Yeah, yeah. Only in your universe, pal, whatever I'd be wearing something frilly and be called either the champion. <laughs> well, it works for Jeff Hardy. Why can't it work for you? You know, that's the gayest damn belt. It looks like something Aquaman would wear. Only purple. Yes. It's pretty bad. I mean, I, I applaud the effort. I applaud the, the, the uh, what did they say in Boondock Saints? The, the, the synology, the symbolism. I applaud that, that they were trying to trash the TNA belt and say, you know, this is the Dixie Carter regime. I applaud all that. That's great. 
But, you know, really? <laughs> With that belt? And these are people that Hulk Hogan knows? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I just, I, 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 I'm not going to really say anything now. I'm going to wait until somebody like AJ Styles or Abyss or RVD even wins that belt. And then what happens? Do they keep that belt or do they go back to another belt? That will be... Will they keep that belt until Dixie and her people come in and take the cup? Because you know the the eventual ending to this storyline. You already know what it is. Eventually, Dixie and her group of wrestlers come to the aid of Dixie Carter, and they win back TNA from Hogan and Bischoff, and Immortal is no more. I mean, that's the that's the obvious be-all, end-all that we're looking at here. So when that happens, they can go back to, you know, a normal... Belt, not something that was created by Bill Cosby's picture pages. Well, you know, I'm just hoping that when RVD wins the belt back, that he goes and has his own belt made. It's just like a big custom white strap, and it's got RVD in gold written on yeah. it. I mean, what the hell? In Abyss, if he wins the belt, we can just have, uh, you know, a basic belt with freaking barbed wire and pieces of Janus on it. I mean, RVD wins the belt. It's not just a big belt with a joint on it. There you go. I want to see. Abyss's belt with barbed wire and thumbtacks. That's all I want to see. That's that's what I want to see on the belt. That's I mean, all. you know, I, I, I laugh at people nowadays. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm getting to the point now where, and JJ, you know this. I just I have to sit back and just laugh at things that I read, and I'm so thankful. And this was mentioned to me uh, twice this week by two different people. So I'm very thankful for not only the Wrestling News Live family, but the SNS Radio Network audience. Skype farted? Skype farted. You lose Sean, too? Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's back now, too. But uh, you were saying something about the SNS Network, and then you cut off. Well, I'm, I'm really proud of the Wrestling News Live family and the SNS Radio audience. Because, for the most part, other than a few of you that I'd like to shake the piss out of, most of you are knowledgeable wrestling fans. To an extent, for the most part. Um, I'll put our chat room against those with other radio shows any day of the week. But I was reading something, you know, it caught my attention. Something somebody had sent to Dixie Carter on her Facebook page. And it was brought to my attention, so I went and looked at it and read some of the comments that were on her page. God bless that poor woman for what she has to go through. I hope she's got an assistant. That reads all that garbage. Because this guy was talking about how dare you, Dixie Carter. You killed TNA. Immortal's just a ripoff of the NWO. Um, we're tired of you shoving old has-beens down our throats like Abyss. Wait a minute. Abyss isn't a has-been. He's a, he's a TNA guy. Started with TNA. Apparently, apparently, so, apparently, he's a has been to TNA Trey. That's that's yeah. Point. Yeah, and then you, he's talking about how Jeff Hardy's fat and out of shape. And I watched him wrestle this weekend. I didn't think he looked fat and out of shape. You know, talks about how you know beer money was never over as a tag team. I'm just like, wow, what fucking TNA are you watching? Well, now, now 
to play devil's advocate and kind of back that guy just a little bit, Jeff Hardy's bigger in TNA than he was in the WWE. Well, he's not out of shape to the point where he's like, oh, my God, look at that gross guy with the title. I agree. I agree. But he's he's fatter, I guess, to the extent that he's not the uh, same skinny Jeff Hardy that we remember from you know back in the day. So I guess that's the point the well, guy's trying to make. Good for him because the skinny kid that we saw in the WWE, I never thought was a credible champion. You know, at least this guy's got some meat on his bones. True that. I agree. You know? Um, it was just comical. And it just it made me think, God, I'm so glad to have some of the listeners we have. <laughs> As opposed to having to deal with idiots like that all day, every day. Yeah, we're we're very fortunate that we don't have to deal with that on this network. But other than that, I just wanted to call in and say hello and, uh, you know, let everybody know that we uh, have been doing some changes to the website over at Wrestling News Live, and uh, you still have time to, basically the way I, I found out today, it's the nomination period is what it is over at the uh, podcasting awards that we've got listed there on the front page of Wrestling News Live, down on the left-hand side, little podcast banner, click it, and it will take you there to nominate us for as many things as you possibly can. And then they go and add all those up, and the ones that get nominated the most then become eligible to be voted on. So we're in the, the prelims, I guess you should say. So go over there and vote and check out From the Fans, with nice columns. I don't know if Concepts is up yet or not. I know that uh, we have a, a good one from TM Bronx and Wildcat Woman and you know some of the other Wrestling News Live family for you to read. But uh, something new we're trying called From the Fans where you tell us what you like, what you don't like. Be completely honest. That's what we want. So That's true. And uh, it looks like we're, we're working on some stuff next week. Uh, Obviously, Taboo Turkey Day is coming back to Wrestling News Live next week. Yes. And on this Monday's show, it looks like we're probably going to land us an interview with uh, uh, with someone that a lot of people might not know who, the, who he is. Um, I'm going to say Kevin Sullivan, but it's not the Kevin Sullivan that you would think of when you think the name Kevin Sullivan. Uh, this is not the WCW Booker and the Taskmaster, as it were. This is Kevin Sullivan, the author of uh, The History of the WWE Championship, Looks like I might have a chance on Monday to sit down and get an interview with him in regards to the book that's coming out next week uh, to kind of get that going. And we are probably going to announce our official news source. We've got a, a big deal in the works uh, for Wrestling News Live that we're going to make public on Monday, and uh, I'm looking forward to the fallout from that. And another interview we might possibly have, we may push back uh, Ryan Guy I used to bring him on WTR all the time. Uh, at one point in time, Rick and I were, were pretty cool. I haven't talked to him in a while, but I look forward to talking to Rick. He's a good dude, man. So, but We'll find out on that. I don't know 100% or not. We'll find out if he's going to be able to join us Monday. We may have to push it off uh, because of scheduling, because he's actually going to be at the Raw show. So we'll, we'll just have to find out, and we'll make it work. But just his story and his background on how he got started, you know, and may not be interesting to everybody, but I want to know. So we're going to find out. Well, not to mention, he has so many stories. I mean, uh, back in, back in the day when I was with WTR and I'd bring him on every so often, I mean, he used to tell us some great stories um, <laughs> about some of the stuff that he'd have uh, with wrestlers. You know, guys like uh, Batista taking his hat and 
shoving it down his tights and then giving it back to him or, uh, you know, just funny things that he's uh, been able to do and, uh, you know, with the WWE. Uh, you know, for those of you that don't know who he is, he was even yeah. featured on an episode of Confidential before they canceled that show. So, uh, yeah. You know, and he was on the, uh, uh, what's the game show with uh, Howie Mandel? Deal or No Deal. Deal or No Deal. Yeah, he was on Deal or No Deal with the uh, WWE superstars. Yeah, in fact, he won $100,000. Yeah, he, he won good money. He had like, and he was right before WrestleMania, I think. And they had John Cena and Bobby Lashley come out on his behalf. Then they had Edge come out and heckle him. You know, it was a good show for a wrestling fan. No, so yeah, I definitely look forward to uh, to talking with him. That's awesome, Trey. So uh, not one of those blockbuster, oh my god, interviews, but something that I've always wanted to do is ask him how he got started, what was going on, what's possibly going through his mind when he does the shit he does. So. Just something that I thought would be interesting, so we'll leave it at that. All right, sounds Trey, good. Trey, no matter what, anything on this network is always blockbuster because you and JJ are bringing it to us. As the saying goes, for the fans, by the fans. I mean, you guys do an awesome job no matter what. So, I mean, well, it's always you. blockbuster. I appreciate that, and I've been working my ass off along with Ty on the website, but Ty's been doing all the website work. I think... Maybe I'm just jealous, or not jealous, but prejudiced, I guess, is the proper term. I think that the website looks better now than it's ever looked in the history of the show. And that's all due to uh, Ty and his hard work and me just saying, hey, let's try this, and him making it happen. Um, I also hope, you know, the goal has always been, I don't want to fool you, the goal has always been to put out quality programming, and, you know, try to hopefully somewhere down the line turn this into some kind of revenue for us. You know, it's just hard to do. Well, that's where the other guys will charge you. We're not going to charge you. I have no desire to charge a listener anything. You should never have to charge somebody to listen. And so we will never, ever do that again. However, I will sell ads. And I do have something in the works to where it looks like there's a good possibility that could happen really soon. So, But by the same token, that you guys could help us out with that by doing the voting in the places we ask you to vote. So if you would, again, help us out with that so we keep the show free and we make money on the side from advertisement um, just by clicking that. Wrestling Radio Awards banner and the Podcast Award banner right there on WrestlingNewsLive.tk. Absolutely, and I, I kind of want to back your play on that. Uh, you know, thanks for the for the kind words, Sean. We we do do a lot of uh, stuff for this network. You know, whether it's Wrestling News Live or Unplugged or even Sunday Night Showdown, uh, a lot of work goes into this. And um, you know what? I really feel like this has been a, a really big year for for all of us here. Um, oh yeah. You know, we we've done a lot of things in a short amount of time, and the messages have been coming in from emails. Uh, I get private messages on Facebook every day now. Uh, people, you know, wanting to help out with the shows and, and offering advice and, uh, you know, giving their thanks. And, and to you that, that do that, thank you so much because it means. Oh, absolutely. It means so much to both me and Trey. Uh, it validates our passion, why we do you know, this. I, I will sit there and read uh, an email from Concept or TM Bronx like I have the last week and. You know, those are the kind of emails you really want to read before you go on the air because it, reju it rejuvenates your passion for the business. It makes you want 
to do this. It makes you want to put a smile on the listener's face. And, I mean, that was one of my goals from the beginning with bringing J.J. on board was I thought, you know, one thing for sure, you know, the show will always be entertaining with the two of us. You know, we know you can get your wrestling news anywhere. You get it online. You can get it from any other radio show, you know. But sometimes that shit gets boring, and that's where personalities come in. And that's why J.J. and I are a good team because – it's as much of my goal to inform you as it is to put a smile on your face. So the next day after you've listened to the show and you're at work and one of your coworkers says something, you know, and it reminds you of Wrestling News Live and you laugh, that's what my goal is. Amen to that. Amen. So, Rigo44 says, Hear you loud and clear, Trey Dog. Bring on the ads. How can I contribute? Well, I don't know, man. Um, basically what I've done is I have found a company that if you're worth a shit, they provide you the ads to play, and they just basically pay you to play them. So we'll see if that works out. Other than that, just anybody that you know, anybody you know that might want to, you know, sponsor the show in any way, throw some money our way, whatever. You know, that's how I get started. That'd be great. I don't want to be the big mosh and spend thirty minutes promoting hot sauces and fucking whatever he does. But God bless him; he's got his shit together. Hey, at least he does it quick enough, you know. I mean, the guy talks so fast, you know, it, it comes out pretty good. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> if it was us, we'd probably take 30 minutes, but, you know, whatever. Cool. Well, anything else, Trey, before we wrap things up tonight, Brady? No, I'm, I'm good. Just uh, looking forward to uh, the pay-per-view Sunday with the crew and, uh, and then Monday night back to, back to business. Yep, sounds good. And, uh, you know, the holidays are upon us for, for you Americans. Unfortunately, uh, it's not going to be a very good holiday for me this weekend. I mean, uh the wife's going to be gone. The kids are, you know, going to be doing other things. And, uh, you know, they, they celebrate Canada here in October. So they've already uh, they've already had their Thanksgiving. So Right. I will say this. We'll give the unplugged listeners a heads up. If you want to be involved with Taboo Turkey Day, here's how it works. This is the gist of the show. Basically, whatever you want to ask us, whatever you would like for us to answer or talk about during a segment, whatever has been on your mind that you've been meaning to ask us and just haven't done it yet, personal-wise, professional-wise, wrestling-wise, whatever, the gloves are off. Now's your chance. Ask your question on the Wrestling News Live Facebook page, and JJ and I will go over that page along with Ty, and we'll pick... The, the, either the most interesting questions, the funnier questions, whatever we're in the mood for, we're going to pick to answer from that site for the show Taboo Turkey Day. And you'll get full credit on the show. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to Taboo Turkey Day. So that's that's Taboo Turkey Day. There you go. All right, Sean, you got anything uh, in closing, my friend? Nothing from me. I'm just glad to be back on Unplugged. It's definitely been a while. It has been. It has been. It's uh, It's always fun to... To bring, uh, you know, former co-hosts and family members onto the show. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's uh, something I look forward to doing tonight. All right. Well, with that said, guys, we're going to wrap things up. I want to thank each and every one of you for, for participating in the chat room tonight. I want to thank uh, those of you that called, Sean. I appreciate the Black Ops uh, review. That was cool. No problem. And anytime you need it, you know I'm there for you. Black Ops. Why can't it be White Ops? Red <laughs> you know what, Trey? Go find your own Black Ops. It's going to be Black Friday. Well, Black hey. Entertainment Television. Wow. <laughs> racist. He's racist. 
I tell you what, before we go, I actually got a call coming in. I'm going to go ahead and take this. Uh, welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? JJ, Trey, it's TM Bronx. Is Trey still on? Trey is still on, man. What's up? All right, man. Finally, finally, I get to talk to the redneck, man. I've been trying and trying and working and working and just couldn't do it. But, um, you know, I was going to talk about the Alex Riley or whatever the hell his name is, you know, the drunk shit, but uh, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, you know, I know you guys want to close out the show. You're running late, which is... Wow, unheard of on SNS, running late. Yeah, we, we never yeah, do really. that here, never. But, I mean, really, man, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, I've had the opportunity lately to listen to uh, some old archives, which have been provided by Santo Loco, my man, and, I mean, he provided quite a few of them. And uh, this is something I've been looking forward to for a long time. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been listening to these shows and, and listening to uh, the Christmas craptacular, which, <laughs> my God, man, it, you know, it's just great stuff. And, I mean, you know, you know, you talk about us being a family, and it's true. And I enjoy it. I love it. And it, it's just, I mean, what Trey did last week with the... Um, you know, the uh, old school stuff and that whole, like, 15, 20-minute intro he did, which was put together so well. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's just, you know, things like hearing how much passion there was from the fans, like, you know, the JSK tribute show, which I had a, an opportunity to download, and, you know, basically touched me very much. And, uh, you know, I'm a new listener. It hasn't even been a year yet. But, I mean, <laughs> I listen to this old stuff, and I just laugh. And, I mean, it's just so great. You know, guys like JSK, you know, his, his spirit, I'm damn sure, has a lot to do with the success of this show. You know, I, I said this to Trey in the chat room. And, uh, you know, anything that... Uh, you know, we can do as far as voting for, uh, you know, SNS and WNL in podcasts and in, uh, you know, the Wrestling Radio Awards and all this stuff is just, uh, you know, really something that I've gotten into. It's, uh, you know, listening to you guys inspired me to write again, which is something I gave up for a while, but just being able to, you know, write and and talk about how I feel. Really, really, really great stuff. And, uh, JJ, I hope I understand that, you know, the uh, TNA pay-per-views are an expense. They're an expense for all of us. But after the show they put on Thursday, which ironically was better than the pay-per-view they put on, uh, I hope you stick by it, man. And, you know, it's, it's like wrestling is something that I've said before we're addicted to. And we're going to keep being addicted to it. No matter what happens, no matter how bad it gets, we're going to watch. And uh, you guys are going to cover it. And maybe if we, you know, keep watching, maybe TNA will improve. I mean, it, I'm not ready to give up on it yet. I almost was after the last pay-per-view. But then what happened Thursday night? Great wrestling, great interviews. You know, it brought me back. I think there's still a chance. 
and let's not give up on it just yet. I know this has been said before. It's been said many times. Let's give him another chance. Let's give him another chance. Yeah, let's give him another chance. Because, you know, the day Vince McMahon walks out in the impact zone is a day I'm just going to be really fucking depressed. So let's give it a chance. And that's it, man. I hear you, man. Like I said, I've been supporting the product for a long time, but after all the years of paying for it, and it's, you know, I'm not getting reimbursed for it, it's just to the point where I don't know anymore. I'm almost tempted just to start getting a stream every month. I'm just, I don't know. I I didn't watch Impact this week, so I'm not going to pass judgment on the show, but I've found myself jaded with it a lot lately. And the fact that I heard there was a no dis- there was a there was a disqualification in a casket match. How the fuck does that happen? I mean, really, how the fuck does that happen? Well, you know how it happens, man. It's like I don't care how big you get. I mean, you know, this is basically this has come down from years ago to Bret Hart. You know, having creative control at the end of his contract, you gotta stop giving wrestlers who are being put on television creative control of their contracts. You you have a big boss who says, you know what, man, you're going to do what I say. And if you don't, here are your walking papers. Here's the rest of your money. Get the hell out. It's happening in sports all over. Because a guy who signed a three-year deal for a million bucks, hits 30 home runs, after a year is over, he wants a new deal because another guy who hit the same amount of home runs as he did is making five times the money. Well, you know what, man? When you were starving, you signed that contract. You didn't exactly. sign that contract. You know, you got to, the wrestlers should be what they are, wrestlers. They shouldn't have creative control. You don't want to lose to who I say you want to lose to? Well, guess what, man? You can take your shit elsewhere. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I agree wholeheartedly. But, uh, you know... But, uh, you know... I'm I, sorry, guys. No, I was just going to say, I, I just, you know, I, I don't understand how you can have a disqualification in a casket match. That would be like... Well, having, you had to see how it happened. Ha- well, I guess. <clears throat> having That would be like having a, D, uh, a TLC match and causing a disqualification because somebody hit somebody with a chair. What? Yeah, but that's not why they did it. Like I said, you'd, you'd have to go back and see why they did what they did. Well, I'll, I've got it PBR'd. I'll go back and check it out. I just haven't gotten around to you it. Got, yet. You got a PBR past Blue Ribbon? Yes. Okay. No, no. DVR, excuse me. Or a PBR, whatever you the got fuck beer you on the brain. You got beer, beer on the brain. That's right. That's, right. that's my job. I, I think I've got like three, works worth, uh, three weeks worth of impact to go back and watch. Shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. One more person says the word shenanigans. I'm gonna pistol whip him with my pistol. Mark, shenanigans. Oh, hey, Wait, Barber, what's that place you like to go with the uh, salad bar and uh, all the colors and the blues? Oh, shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> this just in. Mark the shark to Carlo called and said shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. But you know, guys, in closing, I mean, I wish I had more time, and you guys had more time, but I know you know we don't. But the Alex Riley thing, real quickly, you know, man, I've been drinking all night. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty good. I'm at home. I'm safe. I'm happy. I'm calling into the show. And it's like, you know, these guys, I don't understand. Now, Alex Riley isn't making a tenth of what Cena's making. 
He's not making a tenth of what Tinker's making. But you know what, man? You're making enough money. And it's just like I have nothing against people who want to drink, smoke, do whatever they want. Get a cab. Get. Thank you, Trey. Get a fucking cab. You're going to spend, at least if you're in my hometown, 80 bucks on a round of drinks for yourself. And that doesn't count the chicks you may pick up. If you're going to spend that money, spend 10, 15 bucks on a freaking cab. And as a guy who has really bad vision and has to look out for cars really hard, get your ass off the road. You know, I mean, it would be a shame because he, he's had such a push with The Miz to now, I mean, I can see WWE, you know, this PG shit and Linda talking about running in 2012, which I hope the world ends before she runs again. But, I mean, you're going to get fired, dude. You just fucked up a possible future career. I mean, I got nothing against people who drink. I have a lot against people who drink and drive, and, you know, that's about it. Now we're with you. Call a fucking cab. I mean, that's that, that's the way I look at it. I, when I read that story, I was like, you fucking idiot. I mean, I, I said he's dumbass of the week on, on this show. Uh, he gets the dumbass of the week award right there. He's lucky. He's, he was probably sweating his ass off with all these firings that they had on this Black Friday. And the music when the cop pulled up behind him and the, and the cop got out, his music was going... <laughs> and I bet the cop probably fist-pumped a couple of times. He might have fist-pumped him like... <laughs> oh, man. And what was his bail? Like, ten bucks? I mean, shit. <laughs> it's like... His bail was, what, a couple hundred or a couple thousand bucks? Um, but excuse me, officer, could you let me go? I work for the WWE. Oh, you do, do you? <laughs> I don't recognize you, so you must be a cameraman. Oh, could you imagine if it was, oh. this, if it was the same cop that pulled RVD and Sabu over? Yeah. Yeah. Really. But, but that was somewhere in the Midwest, so probably hey, not. Hey, could you get me a Shaboos autograph? Oh, man, that's good stuff. Well, guys, is there anything in closing before we get out of here? Well, I, I bet Trey... I'm sorry, Trey, but before, I bet you don't Bronxy, have this. Before Bronxy takes off, I just want to say, you know, thank you for the kind words, man. That's that's Everything you mentioned is why we do this show, why we do these shows. You know, I'm not trying to get on my soapbox and, and you know, sing Crimea River, but, I mean, it gets tough sometimes. There are times where I don't want to be on the air, but you know what? The fans make it possible. The the family makes it happen. You know, um, it gets, after 15 years, it does get tiresome. Hell, wrestling's not what it used to be. We have to make it what it is. That's why we have to take these shows and make them, make them more than about wrestling. It has to be about the listeners. It has to be about the hosts. It has to be about wrestling. And it has to be about putting a smile on your face at the end of the day. And that's exactly what we're here to do. Very true. I back that play 100%. I mean, you know, there was a time earlier this year when I was pretty dejected. I felt pretty down. And I thought, well, maybe I should hang it up. But I was motivated. And I never looked to have a network. It just kind of fell in my lap. And I've run this motherfucker like a network. And we've been doing fantastic ever since. And, you know, it's not only for my hard work and Trey's hard work, but, you know, it's the support of the family, whether it's WNL, SNS, all of you guys listening, you guys are what drives this ship, not me. I'm just here for the ride, and I appreciate the hell out of your passion. 
be like trying well, to crowd surf with no audience. Well, you know, I will hang up as soon as I say this. The only, I mean, I believe everything you said, JJ, and that's great, and I believe everything Trey has said, but let's face it. The only reason Trey keeps doing this is because he knows that if he stops, every WNL listener will show up at his house and punch him in the junk. Oh. Good night, fellas. <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you later, Brogs. Good night. I was just going to yeah, say. Trey actually was all depressed. He called me and he said, Trey, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And I said, well, here, let me see if I can help you. And I turned up the radio and it was going, boots, boots, boots. And then I started fist pumping like a motherfucker. And he started fist pumping and he went, yeah, baby. Yep. That's a true story. That's what happened. Yeah, I remember that moment. The, birth, the birth of a network all started with a fist pump. That's right. Oh, I can see it happening, too. Oh, God. Maybe it'll happen in a dream sequence somewhere. We'll, we'll reenact it someday. I don't know. Oh, God. Not another, dream, not another dream sequence already. It was all a dream. <laughs> I really hope those of you that were uh, listening to the show Monday stuck around for the end. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was pretty fucking inventive. Which is, when I say the end, I mean after the music played. You got to start listening because we do some shenanigans sometimes at the end of the show. Shenanigans. 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 All right. Oh On that note, guys, we're closing it out. I want to thank the Trey Dog for calling in. I want to thank Sensational Sean, the former Sensational Sean, for calling in. <laughs> Old habits die hard, my friend. Old habits die hard. It's okay, brother. So with that said, uh, again, probably next week, no unplugged, but stay tuned to the rest of the shows on the network. Sunday I'll be back with the <laughs> SNS crew. <laughs> Stray's laughing. I'll be back with the SNS crew on Sunday uh, to cover Survivor Series with Sunday Night Showdown. And, of course, we're back with Wrestling News Live this Monday night. And don't forget Taboo Turkey Day coming up this week on behalf of the SNS Radio Network. He's Sean. He's... He's the trade dog. I'm JJ Sexay, and you've just been unplugged. Good night, everybody. As for me, I'm sitting here completely naked after my bath. I'm just going to enjoy this waterlogged steak. After that, I'm going to polish off an entire bottle of vodka in less than 20 minutes, and then hit the town and punch out street lamps with a bat. I'm going to hopefully sleep with the first person I meet. I hope you do the same, even if you're a child or a recovering alcoholic or an elderly person. You gotta live life, huh? That sound good? Great. Now you do me a favor. You stay classy and give me a call sometime. I'm at 646-424-9166. Hope to talk to you real soon. Goodbye.
boy, you still here? You big boy, go home. You've been here for hour. <laughs> go home. We no serve you no more. You big boy. Good night, everybody. <laughs>